What is up, everybody? You are going to be listening to episode 14 of Sports with Phil. So I know that usually I was putting in music in the episodes, but you know what? I'm going to stop that because I feel like some people aren't able to listen to the episode because of it. So I'm not going to put in any music. But in this episode, I am bringing back Dan to talk NFL Week 13. There's so much to talk about that happened this week. First off, the Broncos had zero quarterbacks for their game against the Saints in which they got blown out. The Steelers and Ravens got their game postponed again due to COVID-19 three times and are now playing, it looks like, on Wednesday night football, meaning that some of their games will now be getting postponed. You know, we have to also talk about the NFC East and how even though it is considered one of the worst divisions in football, it is still so fun to watch. And also got to talk about Giants quarterback Daniel Jones expected to miss time with a hamstring injury. It is all coming up on this episode of Sports with Phil. Man, what up? What is going on? Dude, I gotta just say this. I was thinking about it, like, right before we started this, and even when I was at work, I was like, my God, there is so much to discuss this week. I don't there, know, there's, 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 like, too much to talk about, if I'm really gonna be honest. I know, like, there's so much, you know, Thanksgiving, hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. First off, gotta put that out there. Hope same to, same to you. Hope everyone has safe and happy Thanksgiving. There was of two course. football games. There were two football games instead of three because, you know, COVID. That's that's all I could say. COVID, basically. But, you know, first off, I don't even know where do we begin. I mean, I, I think the reason I think we should start. I mean, this, I mean I, you brought it. You already brought up how one game was canceled. So I guess we'll start off with that. All right. So let's talk about the Steelers and Ravens for the third time. The Steelers and Ravens <laughs> will be postponed. This time, we've gotten Monday night football. We've gotten Tuesday night. We've got Wednesday. Now we're getting Wednesday night football. So what is this? We're getting a Wednesday night football game, apparently. Yeah. Um. Adam Schefter came out with uh, came out with a uh, some breaking news saying that uh, they were pondering pushing the game back from Tuesday night. To Wednesday, and then literally, I think thirty minutes later, they came out with a statement saying that uh, that the game is going to be postponed to oh, excuse me uh, Wednesday night. Uh, what channel is the game going to be on tonight? Uh, uh, Monday nights on ESPN. Okay, because I'm putting it on my Xbox right now. Yeah, but here's the thing that's crazy is you think about it. This was supposed to be like the game of Thanksgiving. Like you have an undefeated team in the Steelers who are 10 and 0. This would be the second and final matchup. They've seen the Ravens. They beat the Ravens once this year already to keep their undefeated season going. You know, the Ravens weren't going to have Lamar. So the Steelers would have been at an advantage. And now you got players like James Conner and Lamar Jackson, you know, not going to be participating in this game either way because they've contracted coronavirus. And it's just like, how... I, I can't even believe that all of this stuff is still happening, where it's like, we're 13 weeks into the NFL season. You know, we're more than that, technically, because even though we didn't have a preseason, we're months into the NFL season, and you're asking yourselves, how do teams just not know how to get this under control this late into the season now? Yeah, you uh, you really think by now at this point we'd kind of like have a little bit of a little bit of a system going on on like how to stay safe and everything. Like for example, the beginning of uh, the MLB season, you know, there were a couple of uh, situations. For example, the Marlins they had like I think sixteen cases of so uh, the COVID. Cardinals. Cardinals had COVID too. Cardinals had COVID as well. Uh, DJ LeMahieu had COVID. There weren't really that many Yankees who had COVID, but DJ was one of them, I think. Um, was another. Yes, yes. Uh, but 
after a while, the MLB, they they took care of it. They picked up the slack. Nothing happened. I mean, besides uh, what's his name? Uh, on the Dodgers, he got COVID and he couldn't play the last game of the World Series. Justin Turner. Exactly. So besides besides him, there was not really anything at all with COVID uh, in the past couple of months of the uh, the last month or two of the MLB season. But with the NFL, uh, sorry, no, no, no. You go first, and then I'll say my thought. Okay, but um, with the uh, with the NFL, it just seems like every single week there's something new. You know, first we had uh, oh man, I can't remember. First we had the Titans and the Steelers. Then we had uh. I'm trying to remember every single one off the top of my head. We had uh, Cam Newton with the Patriots, and then we had uh, the Giants with a couple of players. And now we have the Ravens and the Steelers again, which sucks. But, uh, you know, these guys, they just can't really seem to control it for some reason. And it's crazy because obviously, you know, coronavirus is a novel virus, and we understand that, like, not everybody knows how it's still spread and stuff like that. And obviously they have some more understanding. But it's still crazy to me that it's like, how did you not know how to control this? But you know what? There are certain times with teams where it's like when you hear about the outbreaks they've had, you're like, okay, it's kind of like kind of their own fault for this. Like there is apparently a story that the, Steel- that the way that the Ravens got it is there was like a coach or some kind of staff member was at a practice one day and he was showing symptoms. And I don't know if he stayed. I don't know. But I just know he was showing symptoms. And it's like – that kind of is gonna that's gonna lead to an outbreak among the team, whether you whether it sucks, but that is the kind of situation that does lead to outbreaks on NFL teams and any professional sports team for that matter. You're gonna have COVID cases when stuff like that is happening, and I think what's so bizarre to me is it's like, you know, you hear now about all these other teams. I mean, the Broncos played without a quarterback yesterday. Oh basically. my god, I didn't even I did not watch that game at all. I just I saw the score and I was like, makes sense. Yeah, my uh my friend had uh the Steelers not Steelers, the Saints defense against me. Uh let's so, just say yeah. he got a good amount of points. Yeah, pretty much. Uh and and you know, it's just insanity because the Broncos, another team, kinda did it to themselves. Hate to say it. You know, people are all talking about how oh certain NFL teams are getting special treatment. You know, the Broncos literally had no quarterbacks <laughs> yet they played their game, but the Ravens and Steelers keep having their game postponed. And it's like not saying that it's probably not true. And there is a little bit of hypocrisy when it comes to Goodell and certain NFL teams. But just thinking about it, it's like you kind of did it to themselves. You hear about what happened within the Broncos organization too, how they weren't following protocols and stuff. And it's sort of like, you know, you kind of reap what you sow. And that just happened. That's just hate to say it, but it sucks. And, you know, I kind of got to give respect to the Broncos, not just for playing that game yesterday. I mean, you saw, you know, the I don't know if you saw this, but the Broncos made a post on their Twitter afterwards about the game. And they were like, we know that we know what the final score says. Like we did play today. We know that the final score wasn't pretty for us, but we still want to give respect to I forget what the wide receiver's name was who was at quarterback for them today, who was at quarterback for them yesterday. I think it's Hilton. I think that's his name. I think it's like Kendall Kendall Hilton, something like that. And they said, like, we still want to give props to Kendall Hilton for, like, really coming up big for us. You know, it's it's a classy post, you know, for him having to step up in such a big part for them. Even though the Broncos aren't going anywhere this year, it's still, you know, it shows a bit of – it shows class. 
for them. Oh, hundred percent. To do that and dedicate the game to them, even dedicate dedicate the game to Hilton, even though he was, you know, never played at quarterback in the NFL position. You know, it's 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 classy. I got to give props to the Denver Broncos for their social media posts for them. Yeah. Um. Really quick, I will say this. Um. This might be a first time ever that we're doing this. We're actually going to do a prediction. Because we have the Eagles playing tonight, so we could do that uh, later on. But um, yeah. yeah, no, the Broncos. Uh, yeah, you know they they uh they fought the good fight. You know, I I really don't know what to say. You know, they got murdered. They probably would have gotten killed no matter what. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna be that type of guy to really shit on a quarterback or anything. But uh, Drew Locke just ain't it. So uh-huh. you know, and you know when you look at their backups, you know Blake Bortles. Come on, the, this guy is literally. This guy can only run. He can't even do that. He's not even a quarterback. He can't even throw a ball. And then I think they have uh I don't even know who they're all. Uh, Cody Kessler? I don't know. They they but don't you know they don't have a good QB group. Did you hear did you hear this actually right before I recorded the intro? I saw a bleacher report that the Broncos signed Pat Shermer's son, Kyle Short Shermer. I heard about that actually. Yeah, they signed him to be uh, their quarterback. Honestly, you know, I always like I never liked Pat Shermer, but I wish the best for his son. Because, like, you know, I didn't like Pat Shermer because he, I just thought he was just a terrible coach. But, um, mm. but you know, uh, yeah, you know, his, uh, his son went to Vanderbilt from right. He's a, He was a decent quarterback. Uh, saw him at the combine. He didn't do terrible. Um, but uh, as I'm watching, like, the Chiefs uh, Bucks highlights. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, the the Broncos must be that desperate then in a way to get a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I, I feel like we're talking about, you know, I really, before we get into the rest of the Sunday slate of games, let's just talk about the two games on Thanksgiving. Yes. The Houston Texans just absolutely went into Detroit and literally got Matt Patricia and the GM Bob Quinn, I believe. Yes. They got them both fired. They're out of Detroit. It's something that everybody wanted in Detroit. Detroit fans are literally thanking Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans for murdering them on Thanksgiving. And you know what? I got to say, for what it's worth, the Texans definitely went in there and stomped on them. But now, here's some more news before we even get into the rest of that game. Will Fuller has been suspended six games for a PED violation from the NFL. Idiot. Yeah, just idiot. <laughs> idiot. Um, and that sucks too, because Will Fuller's been having a really good year. You know, he's never really been, he's never really been a one receiver on that uh, Texans team. This was finally like the first time he would really be a one receiver because when he got brought into the league, first round I think or second round, uh, he was just always behind somebody, and you know, most of the time that was uh. That was DeAndre Hopkins. And then going into this year, I still kind of thought he was going to be a two receiver because uh, the Texans do have Brandon Cooks, who, like, for four years straight, besides last season, had 1,000 yards th- three times with different teams, by the way. He had one with the Patriots, one with the Saints, and uh, one with the Rams, the most recent one, of course. But um, mm-hmm. but that didn't pan out, obviously. And Will Fuller, he's been a, he's been a really good deep threat for this uh, Texans team. And uh, – it just really sucks to see them lose that much value in a player. But, uh, you know, I don't feel bad at all. You know, I feel like if you get caught doing PEDs in any sport you do, you know, obviously the 
Golden Tate did PEDs last year, but uh, he claims that uh, his doctor said it was fine. But I'm not going to that. Uh, you're an idiot, if no matter what, if you do that. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? It's it's just crazy too because even though the Texans, again, like we're talking about teams, like I talked about how the Broncos aren't going anywhere. The Texans, same thing. They're not going anywhere this year. We know that they are in a very loaded AFC South. That's only. That's literally only the Colts and Titans. Those are the only two teams that are actually competing for that division. So the Texans are basically out of it. You know, there's almost no way they can make the playoffs. Well, what's their record right now? Uh, I feel like it's like four and seven. That I actually, like I think you're right on that because I think uh, I think it's pretty sure that I think they were three and seven, and the Lions were four and six, and then because the Texans won, they both were tied. Yeah, and let's just talk about this, too, with Detroit. Uh, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn fired. Would you say – I got to just say it. You know what? I, I, I Home run. I definitely think it's deserved. Home run. You think – I definitely – yeah. you're. <laughs> it's something where it's like everybody thought the Lions when they got Matt Patricia. I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, Matt Patricia really wasn't good. I didn't like, think – I don't – When it happened – I think he was good anyway. Yeah. Um, when it happened, I wasn't like when, – when he got hired – when he got brought in to coach, I wasn't, like, upset over it because, like – I mean, I was upset that Jim Caldwell got fired because he didn't deserve it. But when I saw Matt Patricia get brought in, I was like, all right. I mean, he can help out with the defense. And then he did the exact opposite. He didn't help out at all. He's literally had his own his own players turn against him, hence why uh, Darius Slay uh, said all those comments about him. That's why he was so happy to be out of Detroit in the first place. Um, Not to mention, Darius Slay literally tweeted after Matt Patricia got fired. Did he really? He said, yeah, he did. He tweeted, and they and he said, I was the problem. Oh, God. That's what he tweeted. He tweeted, and he said, I was the problem. Jesus. Um, But, no, he just, like, he just wasn't fit for that role. And you know what? I saw something that a Giants podcast said that if uh, – if the Giants end up not being able to bring back Patrick Graham, because Patrick Graham's having a great year as a defensive coordinator, and, you know, teams are going to try and go for him to be head coach. Yeah, and I was actually hearing about that yesterday after the yeah, game ended. and uh, someone said that uh, – the guy in the podcast I listened to talking Giants, they said that uh, they wouldn't be surprised if the Giants – Joe Judge, he tries to go for Matt Patricia to be the new defensive coordinator. See, that I wouldn't mind because – if you you can't give him all the power, that's literally bringing in two ex Patriots. Like you already had Joe Judge as a special teams coordinator, exactly for the Patriots, and then Matt Patricia was also the Patriots defense defensive coordinator when the Patriots lost to Nick Foles in the Super Bowl a few years ago. So, but they also, I mean, I but they also had Matt Patricia when they beat the uh, Seahawks. Okay, so there you go again. I didn't even realize Pat, Matt Patricia was the coordinator back then. Yeah, but still, but you know what? If that's the case, then and you're going to bring him in as a DC, then I'm totally okay with that. If Graham were to leave, I'd have to, I'd, I'd have to grow onto it because like it's, it would be really hard to move on from how good Graham's doing this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And if you can't bring it back and convince him to come back, then you would definitely take it. Yeah. And you see the way the giants defense has, you know, forget about how they've played the past few games. I feel like all season long, they haven't exactly like, let's, let's talk about the giants. Let's just get well, actually, now that. that we're talking about this, we should definitely. Um, well, first we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Jones, Danny Dimes getting hurt uh, yesterday. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so if you guys were hiding under a rock and you didn't watch the game, uh, late, not late, early in the third quarter, uh, Jones, Jones, uh, kind of like pulled something in his hammy a little bit. You know, he was Jesus running a little bit too hard, uh, I guess, and uh, pulled something, stepped off the field for a bit for a couple of plays, stepped back in the next drive, felt the pain again, and. What's funny is that the last play he was in the game, he literally just pulled a big Ben and just stood there as if he has cinder blocks for feet. And he just yeah, standing he there, went... standing there looking around. And he just throws it, like, towards the ground right next to Wayne Gallman, but he catches it because, you know, the Bengals don't know how to play defense. What's crazy about that is, you know, a hamstring injury, especially this late in the season, could be pretty bad. But, the you know, they've already said that they don't expect the injury to be season-ending, which is good. Yes. That's a, that's a major plus. But now you think about it, the NFC East is so bad, but it's so fun to watch, honestly. Yeah. You know, even though the division is so bad, you got to admit, this late in the year, you're having every single team compete for the NFC East. I mean, it's, it is a little bit exciting. Yeah. Even though, they're gonna, even though the team is most likely that wins it is going to have a losing record, it's still exciting to watch. Oh, absolutely. And um, I actually have every game that – each of the NFC East teams has left. If you want me to go off on them and talk about it real quick. Yeah, definitely, because I need to hear the schedule. I know the Giants, they don't have a pleasant schedule. Okay. So they don't have a pleasant schedule upcoming. I'll save the Giants for last then. Okay. All right. Save them. So we'll we'll start off with the Eagles. Uh, Tonight they have Seattle. I don't expect them to win this game. Uh, Seattle, every time they've played, has always really been a high-scoring game. But the Eagles. Not to mention, you're putting you're putting Russell Wilson uh, with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett against Carson Wentz and yeah, exactly. I even, yeah, I, I can't even. So I expect that to be a loss for Seattle. I mean, I'm for um the Eagles, big time. I really hope. I really hope. Just just don't upset them. Please oh, of don't. course. <laughs> um, and then after that, they have Green Bay in at Lambeau Field. That's a loss. They're not going to stop that. Yeah, really. They're not going to stop that offense. Not even the defense. That offense is just too much for them. Not to mention Aaron Rodgers literally stomped on the Bears yesterday. He didn't even – what really got me upset because I have Devontae Adams in fantasy, he wasn't even throwing it at that point. He was just running the ball every play after the first half pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, what can you do? The Bears aren't a good team. They've lost five straight. Matt, Matt Nagy's job is definitely in jeopardy. He's probably next on the real hot seat. So There's a lot of coaches you know. in the hot seat now that you really think of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think Matt Nagy is the, is the oh, next one up. Oh, yeah, it's, it's probably – it's him, uh, Adam Gase. Anthony Lynn apparently might be on the chopping block. I hope not, though. I like him. Uh, oh, one of my friends – my friend who's a Chargers fan absolutely hates him. He wants him gone Jesus, so badly. Jesus, okay. All right. Um, so we expect Green Bay to win that game against the Eagles, obviously. Yeah, who? Yeah, keep going with the NFCs because I I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, now. Uh, we the Eagles also have the Saints in Philly though, but it's the Saints. Uh, yeah, yeah. And even without Drew Brees, their offense is Taysom yeah. Taysom Hill is whatever. Exactly. You can, you can deal with you can deal with Taysom Hill for a few games. Not to mention the Saints. As of right now, we're tied with the Packers for the best team in the NFL. Exactly. So that's a that's a loss right there. Um, then they have Arizona in Arizona. Uh, hopefully a loss because I hopefully a loss. Honestly, no, nah, I think I think they'll lose that game. I think it will be. 
I think it will be too, but just saying, Kyler Murray, well, not Kyler Murray, but the Cardinals' last two games, understandably, you lose against Seattle. It's an NFC West rival. Both teams playing, you know, at the top of their games this season. So that was definitely a close loss. But even yesterday, you kind of expected them to go in New England and not exactly kill them, but you thought they'd pull it out. And you even called it yesterday, the upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not expect uh, New England to win that game. But uh, I, I expected to be competitive, of course. But, um, no, I think the Patriots at this point now are in a situation where, like, they're just really inconsistent, you know? Like, first yeah. three weeks, they looked really good. They were 2-1. and one. Then once Cam got COVID, it, everything just turned around. That is worse. literally what it was. Like, I feel like once Cam Newton got COVID, the Patriots just fell Yeah, apart. everything went downhill after that. And, like... Belichick keeps trying to pick up the pick up the slack, but it's just too much at this point. I think. Yeah. So keep going. What else is the Eagles schedule? Uh, Got to be close. Yeah, two yeah. games left. Uh, they're in Dallas uh, for their second to last game. I think they could win that game because first off, they played Dallas. Um, I think the first time we ever did a podcast together, they played. Yeah, yeah they played Dallas and uh, they obliterated them. They they murdered them. So. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when Bandon yeah. she was – Yeah, so – but they'll have Andy Dalton, so it may not be as much as a blowout. But uh, I still think the Eagles can win that one, though. You know, I'll be – Yeah, I think they can pull it Oh, out. yeah. So, we'll give them the dub there. And then they have Washington in the last uh, game of the season. I think that's a game Washington's going to win. <laughs> yeah. Washington is kind of like in the same situation as the Patriots, except like they're not – I don't think they're as talented as the Patriots, but – they are, like, as inconsistent as the Patriots. All right, so now let's go to the Cowboys. They were supposed to play the Ravens on Thursday night. Yes. Think about that. Um, but that's going to get posted. Yeah, but I, I think no matter what, the Cowboys are going to lose that game. You know, you you could uh, literally yeah, you could take Lamar Jackson out of that game, and, you know, you could you could throw in Trace McSorley for all I care, and they'll still win that game. Even Robert Griffin the yeah. third, they'll still win that game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So – who else are the Cowboys playing? Uh, they have Cincy. They have Cincinnati in in uh, Cincinnati. Um, I'm gonna give the edge to Dallas. See, I don't know about that because, like, the fact that they were even able to compete with the Giants in the first place kind of says a lot. But my my only issue with that is that they only scored technically. Uh, the Bengals only scored ten points on us because mm-hmm. the the first the first uh, score of the game for them was a kickoff return. Yeah, I yeah exactly. yeah. So they only scored ten points on us. They only scored a field goal and they scored a touchdown last second. So yeah. like, but I don't know. See, maybe at that point, maybe um Joe Mixon comes back because Joe Mixon was hurt. And if Joe Mixon is back, maybe he'll have like a maybe he'll have like a uh, uh what's his name uh the running back for Washington who like went off on Dallas on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Gibson. Gibson. Maybe he'll have like a Gibson like game, go off completely. Who knows? But um I'll give Dallas the uh I'll give Dallas the edge on that one. For now though. Yeah, for now. So we got we got Baltimore, we got uh they got Baltimore, they got Cincy. Who uh else? they have San Fran in Dallas. So that game's interesting. Oh, I love how as I'm talking about this, the San Francisco 49er game came on ESPN. Uh yeah, but you know what I gotta say? I, I gotta say I gotta give it to San. Oh, oh no, a hundred percent. They actually they got two got picks it. apparently. Okay, uh, against the uh, the Rams. But um, 
No, uh, this this Niners team, they're just really like uh, – they're, they're another team that's inconsistent. Like, they were looking really good at the beginning of the year. Then they had a lot of injuries. I, yeah, they were and then they play teams that, like, they were supposed to lose to by, like, a lot. And they win. Like, for example, they, they yeah. were supposed to uh, – who won when they played the uh, the Dolphins? The oh. Niners. I think they played the Dolphins this year, right? Did they? Oh, yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, see, they were supposed to, like, win that game, and they didn't. Uh, and then in this game that just happened against the Rams, they were supposed to lose that game. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I don't – as crazy as it is to say it, is it weird that, like, I just don't trust the Rams? Yeah. I really don't. I just I, – I don't know. Like, the Giants played them earlier in the year, and I remember thinking to myself, I was like, wow, the Giants going to get read. And they actually just barely I'm going to say this right now because I don't want this uh, stat to go away on ESPN. Jared Goff this year, 14 turnovers this season, tied for the second most in the NFL, and he has thrown six interceptions under pressure, which ties for the most in the NFL. Yeah, I don't really like golf. He's honestly. we're talking inconsistent. He's really one. inconsistent. Oh yeah, golf had that one year when the Rams went to the Super Bowl where he was really, really good. He had so many weapons. To oh yeah, to. and then like it was like the next year. Not that the Rams didn't have the same team, but it wasn't like an insane, an insane like drop off. But it was like. They didn't have that much of a different team yet. Goff was just horrible. Yeah, that team just like really didn't click at all for some reason. It was really weird. But um, but yeah, I think the 49ers are going to win this game against Dallas. No, no doubt about it. So uh, so then so then we got the Eagles. Yes. Right? Um. Eagles. So we said that the Eagles were going to win that game. Yeah, we already talked yeah. about that one. So let's put an L right there. And then week 17, they're going to play the Giants in New York. Um, I'm going to try not to be biased here, but I do think the Giants are going to win that game. Yeah, yeah. I think so it, too. Honestly, it kind of depends on whether or not Jones is going to be there or not. I think Jones will be back by week 17, but if the injury does turn out to be even more serious than the MRI that came out, which we will talk about, unless we did, I don't remember. Yeah. But um, well, we did talk about the hammy, but we didn't really talk about what's yes, going to happen okay. next. But um, I can, I really can see Dallas losing that game. I mean, you know, like the Giants' defense—they've just gotten better and better every single game, not including the uh, Niners game though. That 49er game, they did terrible, but every other game, they've done great. They've gotten better every single game. Uh, they've had two great games against uh Washington. Two great games defensively against Philly. Uh, even last – even uh, yesterday. Well, they played the one game against – well, they lost the first game against Philly. And then they beat Philly two weeks ago because last yes. week was their bye. So they come off a bye week with a win. You know, it's important to get – and it's kind of crazy because the Giants have not been in first place it like like actually first place at this point in the season and god knows how long i can't even tell you the last they have not been first place in their division since 2015 actually actually no no no. first week of 2016 because uh they beat dallas in week one no second week oh yeah that's right and then they lost week three to uh washington yeah and obviously dallas went on its monster run that year but what's crazy is at this point in the year if I told you week one the Giants were going to be in first place at week 13, would you? what would you say? If you told me this week one? 
Yeah, if I told you that I'd probably say I could see it, but if you told me this like after week five, I would be like, oh no, no shot. Yeah, that makes sense. actually that makes yeah. more sense because like the Giants sense. did do decent I... against the Steelers week one, and then actually no, if you told me the Giants are going to be in first place after week two after Saquon tore his ACL, then I would not have believed you. And think about if Saquon was healthy right now. Obviously, and think about this: Wayne Gallman has stepped. Oh, hundred percent. People are comparing. People are comparing him right now to like Ahmad Bradshaw, like levels of running. Yeah, right now. that's what they. That's what I. I mean, that's what I've seen on Twitter. I'm like, all right, I can I can respect the comparison, but it's like, that's a big comparison because Ahmad Bradshaw was the Giants' running back in 07 when we won the Super Bowl and 11 when we won the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, he was. So, uh, Ahmad Bradshaw know. was a part of a big. Uh, two-headed monster with Brandon Jacobs, which was insane. And, you know, you kind of hope that could possibly happen maybe with Gallman and Barkley. It definitely won't, though, because obviously Barkley's going to get the whole entire uh, – most of the snaps no matter what. But um, but at the end of the day, I could see Dallas losing that last game to the Giants. And I think what's going to be more important, too, is let's just say the Giants – we didn't even oh, – well, you know what? Before we even talk more about the Giants, tell me about Washington's okay. schedule. Uh, next week, they're going to be playing San Francisco in their home in their home okay. stadium. Uh, I could see Washington losing that game, but by like a field goal or something. Because yeah, I think I it's going to be a close too. game, but I think the 49ers defense is going to prevail on that one. All right, uh, they got Seattle. In Washington, though, okay, but see. it's Seattle, so mm, it's Seattle. Yeah, I it's Seattle. <laughs> um, they got Carolina in Washington. See that game, they could possibly win, but I think Washington could pull could, could just yeah. pull that one out. So I'm gonna give them the W for now, but but let's see how it exactly is. exactly how we feel about um, that. And then the last week they have Philly. I think we said that Washington was gonna win that game. Uh yeah, I think yeah we you said Washington would win that yeah. game. Yeah okay, so now going into the Giants' schedule, the team's records of that we all that we have predicted, Dallas is gonna go one and four, Seattle not Seattle, uh Washington's gonna go two and two, the Eagles are gonna go one and one two three four five because of the game tonight. The Giants mm-hmm. they have Seattle in Seattle. As, as optimistic as I want to be, <laughs> the <laughs> you don't know, you don't exactly. See, but here's the thing. But 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 can I say this though? You want to talk about Seattle? We want to give them all the praise they can. If I'm not mistaken, Seattle is very low in pass. Oh, 100 percent. I don't think they can stop the pass. Now it'll be a little bit tougher because obviously Daniel Jones isn't playing. So the Giants' number one quarterback will not be playing. Most there's a very most likely chance he's not yeah. going to play. Would it be nice? Would it be very nice? Absolutely. And it's kind of crazy because I remember people were saying this. I saw a thing on Twitter yesterday, and it was so perfect. It was yesterday prior to the game against – yesterday, like like two weeks ago, people were saying the Giants, you know, don't need Daniel Jones. And now people are like, no, we really need Daniel yeah, Jones. Um, that's just – it's really weird to say that because, like, Jones was doing so bad in the beginning of the year. And, like – I will say most of it's probably on him, but some of it's like, come on, guys, you got you got block better. Come on, you can't just leave these open gaps. Cam Fleming was literally like a 
excuse me, literally a, a turnstile. Oh, oh my god, his name, his name just makes exactly, me like, exactly. Ugh. But now, almost exactly with that penalty it. that he like literally Cole McCoy threw a safety route to uh to Wayne Gallman to seal the game, and then a flag came out, and we're just like, what the hell, you know? But um, but no uh. See, the only way the Giants can win this game is if they keep up with Seattle with their passing game. And see, the, the difference between um, the Giants and the Seahawks is that the Giants do have a somewhat of a decent uh, secondary. I think we really do yeah. have a good secondary now that I really think of it. Because, like, we have Jabril Peppers. We have Xavier McKinney, who's probably going to get a bigger role this week. He had a really small role this week because it was, it was his first game back. Uh, we have Logan Ryan, yeah. who we signed because of McKinney getting hurt. Also, lead, I'm pretty sure he's leading in like Pro Bowl. He is. He's leading. Uh, he's leading uh, votes in uh, at free safety in the NFC. And then we have arguably yeah, yeah. the best corner in the league, James Bradbury. Everybody's saying he's been having a monster year, and it, and it yeah. shows on the field. Even when you he's look at the stats, really like, you know, he do, he's not going to lead the league in picks, but he has three interceptions, which is a lot for a cornerback. And then when you look at the pass mm-hmm. deflections, I think he's first place in that as well. Yeah, I really do like the Giants' defense this year. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I was a little optimistic about it. I was like, I could uh, I could tell you the top five. I knew I could tell you the top five people in uh, Pro Bowl votes right now if you want. All right, Uh, from five to one: Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, Dalvin Cook, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked by Cook being ahead of Kelsey, but you know. Well, I got to say this about just. I, I want to keep talking yes. about the Giants, but you know, it's uh, I. Do you have faith in Colt McCoy going no. to Seattle no. this week? No, hate to say it, like, but Colt McCoy doesn't exactly spring confidence on me when I think of a literally a must-win game because every single game for every single NFC East opponent from now until week 17 exactly is must win and then you figure out and then you figure out what happens if you get into the playoffs but these are all playoff teams yeah because i think right now every single team in the nfc east besides uh dallas because they always think they're going to make the playoffs um i think every team is going to take it game by game because i think that's how you have to walk into this you can't just focus on you can't focus on every single game you have to literally take this one game at a time and just focus completely yeah. on this one game and make sure you get the win. That's why the Giants in this situation, Joe and Joe Judge, you know, a little bias. He's a genius, though. He'll know how to figure that out. But um, I gotta say, I gotta say this before you talk any more about Judge. I, I think Joe Judge is the next coach to lead the Giants. One hundred percent. Because like, I think he like I I got each each passing week. I'm thinking to myself, I look at Judge, I watch some of his press conferences, I see some of the quotes he gives, and I'm like, this guy knows his stuff. Like, he is actually, like, a good coach. Like, we haven't had – like, let's be real. The Giants haven't had a good coach since yeah. Tom Coughlin. Even like, even like uh, be Ben McAdoo's first year, like, you know, I, I liked Ben good. McAdoo in his rookie uh, coaching year. And then the next year, Eli threw, like, a pick to uh, – to a Lions linebacker, and 
at press conference, Ben McAdoo threw him under the bus. He was like, oh, man, terrible read by our quarterback. Needs to get better. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, like everyone was like, why? You're going you're gonna to throw your man under the bus that quick? You're not even going to be like, listen, it's it's everyone's fault. Actually, no, it's Eli's. Yeah, exactly. But I really, really like – I got to admit, like, I've been saying it since, like, I think I've been saying it since, like, they beat the Eagles of, like, two weeks ago. I was saying it to my friends. He was he was kind of doubting me. And now he's like, all right, actually, it kind of seems like that could happen. I was like, Giants are winning the NFC East. I'm telling you right now. They're going to yeah. win the NFC East. And he was like, he was like I doubt it. I was like, oh, but dude, come on. It's kind of, it's very, very possible. Yeah. And now you have three straight wins. You haven't won. Think about that. The Giants didn't even win, haven't even won three straight since that 2016 exactly. season. So this is the first time in four years we're on a three-game winning streak, which is big enough in the NFL, especially for a team who started off 0-5 and is now immediately back into the playoff hunt. At yeah, first and place. Um, before we keep going off topic, I'm, I'm going to try and uh, finish this uh, Seattle game. Uh. The only way the Giants can win this game is literally if they keep up with them offensively and the secondary just stops DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett from going off. Because besides them two, you know, they have Greg Olson, but Greg Olson really isn't what he once was. Oh, is he real? Oh, I didn't know that. The more the more you know. Um, yeah, he's after, he's Jesus, after the you, you, you have Russell Wilson throw a pick in the second week because of your dumbass, all of a sudden you're hurt. Okay. Um, but no, I could see, uh, listen, I could see the giants winning this, but it's very, very, very slim. In other words, I see Seattle winning. This. If I'm telling you, yeah, I'm going to say this. If the giants win against Seattle and then God forbid, they go into Arizona and win that game. Um, I'm I'm just gonna like go out into the street and say I'm calling this now. Everyone, oh, the Giants God. are winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, Thank no, because I remember like weeks ago. Go, I'm sorry for cutting you off because like weeks ago we were saying how like Seattle was like a favorite. The tables have turned. <laughs> well, I gotta ask you this: you do know what does happen if the Giants win the division. They get yeah, because because even though like, they have one of the worst records when it comes to the playoff teams. They get it because they didn't get the wild card. They got the uh, division. So I got to ask if you, as of right now, there would be a home playoff game at MetLife, which hasn't happened since the 2011 playoff run when they beat the Falcons. When we murdered the Falcons. Yeah, when we murdered the Falcons. And that was, by the way, the first and only playoff game at MetLife. Sad but true. And still to this day. Sad but true, but of you know course. it was part of a Super Bowl run. So let's it was let's accept that. But I think what's so crazy is we would be playing the Rams. Uh, so we played the Rams week four, I think. I think it was like three or four. I think it was no, week four because we played Dallas four, week five yeah. and we played the 49ers yeah. week three. So looking at yeah, this so now, we have an offense that's not getting turnovers. The offense has not gone to turnover since we played the Buccaneers, I think. Well, Daniel, Daniel Jones hasn't. But he also hasn't. But he also then, hasn't. But fumbled. also, like Evan. Yeah, and also, but but then you have. Evan oh, Evan oh, oh, oh well, okay, then yeah, sometimes. that's a good. I've completely forgot he exists. Um, 
Yeah, but exactly. uh, I could see the Giants winning that game. But before we get to the playoffs, I'm going to put down the Giants losing against Seattle because we've been dodging that for like the past 10 minutes now. I know. It's kind of like in a reality where it's like, I don't want to accept the reality, but the reality is. Yeah, I mean, no, the Giants can win that game, but it's it's just not that favorable. The chances of winning that game went down a lot when you said that, when we all said about Daniel oh, Jones yeah, probably absolutely. not playing that game. Not that it would have um, been. Not that it would have been in our favor. Now it's anyway, just really like, slim. We would have had a somewhat yeah. favorable chance. Um. Then we have Arizona in New York, though. Now by then, Daniel Jones could be back. So I think yeah. in that game, I think the Giants really can win that because the Cardinals—they've lost to teams like the Lions. And the Patriots. Two teams that, in my personal mm-hmm. opinion, aren't as good as the Giants. So I can really see the Giants yeah. winning that game. Not easily, but maybe by like a game-winning uh, defensive uh, stop. Like like yesterday against the Bengals. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I'm going to put them the Giants as a W. For now, because it depends on if whether or not Daniel Jones comes back. Um, then we have Cleveland in New York. I was like, I was really anticipating this game because of Odell, and then he tore his ACL. So, that's sucks. Yeah. But you still have uh, Nick Chubb. I mean, our rush defense is pretty good. Our only issue is that Chubb isn't their only option rushing the rushing wise. They have Kareem Hunt they as have well. Kareem Hunt. They have Kareem. But um, mm-hmm. the Giants can also win that game because you know Baker Mayfield, he's terrible under pressure, and I mean. Terrible under pressure. He is like yeah. la- last, not last week, yesterday. He had a wide open touchdown pass to I think uh, this uh, undrafted. Hunt oh, Landry, oh, it was Landry. It was he had Hunt and Landry wide open. Yeah, and he had, he had him wide side, yeah. open on a slant right in the middle of the end zone, and he just threw it right over his head. Landry, Landry could have caught it, but yeah. if it was like just a little. A little uh, more downward instead of wet more over his head, but uh, yeah, Baker he just he's having a really bad year, you know. And I, you mentioned oh, you mentioned Odell. How funny would it be if the Giants win the Super Bowl this year? And it's like, huh? Yeah, we didn't have Odell. But everybody thought Odell was bringing us the next Super Bowl ring in yeah. uh, New York. Now, like, not saying it still can't happen if Odell decided to come back a few years. Yeah, I actually I did a simulation on Madden, which you shouldn't trust because it's a video game. But um, um, what if Odell Mm. didn't leave, and uh, what if the Giants brought back Landon as well, Landon Collins? Um, Giants won two Super Bowls, but that's also because I played the game. So we're not gonna we're not gonna continue. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna. Uh, But I'll give the Giants a dub on this one because I think they'll get to Baker Mayfield pretty darn good. Um, and then we have Baltimore in Baltimore. No. Yeah, because at that point, Lamar will be back, and their their defense is just too much. And then yeah, we have so Dallas, week enough. 17. We said that the Giants were going to win that game. So now when you look at everyone's overall record, right, Eagles, mm-hmm. they're going to be 1-5, counting tonight's game as well. Washington's going to be two okay. and two. Modest. That's that's all right. 
Um, Dallas yeah. is going to be one and four. And the New York Giants can be three and two. Now, obviously, we could talk about how, oh, there's bias. But it's like, really look at how the Giants have played the past few games. They've been better than anybody else. I, uh, I was watching this little uh, – I think it's. Uh, I think it was ESPN. Maybe it was uh, Fox Sports One with uh, Keyshawn Johnson. He uh, he said that uh-huh. of all the teams in the NFC East, the Giants have been the most consistent. And you know it's funny. As soon as, as soon as he said that, I made I a agree. little joke because you know he is right. They were the most consistent at losing, and now they're the most consistent at winning. Because like. Every yeah. team, they've been going back and forth, win, loss, win, loss. Giants, now nah, they they had a huge losing streak, and now we have a winning streak. Yeah, like zero and five to now. Yes, what, four and seven. Four and seven. Yeah, we're four and seven. I mean, listen, I do like our chances in the NFC East, and now it's kind of crazy because everybody is. There are some people who are going to talk about how oh. Well, if the Giants make the playoffs, then their draft position isn't going to be that good. Do you? I don't think people realize this, though. If you go far, let's just say the Giants win the NFC East, and then they go far in the playoffs. Let's just say they go as far as winning a Super Bowl or making it to the Super Bowl or even, you know, making it to the NFC Championship game. People are going to look at the Giants as a, well, you know what? If this team improves on certain needs, they can be better. They could be just as good next yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, better. um, I mean, when you really I mean, think about it, I'm sorry, I what? I hate to say it, but at this, I hate this. No, I'm just, I hate to say it, but I'm not really. Yeah, um, positions right now. The Giants. Okay, so here's what I really think with the draft picks now. If the Giants do have this great okay. run, make it to the Super Bowl. No matter if they if they make it to the Super Bowl, they're gonna have like a 30, 30 to thirty two overall pick. And listen, mm-hmm. it's happened before. It could happen again. The um, teams have found gems at around the last picks in the draft. For example, the last pick in the first round uh, last year was uh, was Edwards Lair for, for the Chiefs, and he's having a he's having a wow. good year for a rookie running back. Uh, I think the year before that, it was Nikhil Harry for uh, the Patriots. He's not really doing that good, but uh, you know we're not going to go into that. Um, but no. Uh, wasn't the year before Lamar? Wasn't uh, the year before that Lamar? He, well, the year before Nikhil, the year before Lamar Nikhil was Harry was Lamar, which was you know yeah. blockbuster because they, he won MVP <laughs> at the time. Yeah. So like you know yeah, anything exactly. can happen in the NFL draft, but um, but honestly at this point I really don't care about draft position. If we like if we don't make the playoffs, then I care. But if we make the playoffs, I just want I want to keep yeah, going. I want I to keep going. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Like honestly, at that point, it's like, you know what? If we have a chance to, you know, because think about this too. Whatever the Giants are in the playoffs, no matter what, whether it was two thousand seven or two thousand eleven, they were oh, 100%. always the they were never a favorite. Always, always. Always, they were never a favorite. They were never, they literally, were never a favorite. So think about this: if they make the playoffs this year, it's the same story. Because you really think they'd be favored against the Rams, the team like the the Packers or the Saints or you know the Seahawks? They wouldn't even be considered favorites at all in that. And you're right in the NFC playoff picture. 
against any team. They would be definitely underdogs every single game. And God forbid you make the Super Bowl and you have to play like the Steelers or even the Chiefs. Do you exactly. really think they'd be favorites? Not even. Close. Yeah, but um, so that's why I want this underdog story yeah. to continue. I do. I want the underdog story to continue. I want the Giants to make the playoffs. And yeah, I, um, I will say this though: if the Giants do end up making the playoffs, but they get like say blown out in the first game, or maybe even the divisional, um, they will be better next year. That there's no question about that because yeah, next year we'll have we'll definitely have a more established offensive line because I think by then we we will no longer have Kevin Zeitler. I think we might trade him for a, a draft pick or something. Um, we might even have a new right tackle, or unless uh, they want to give Matt Pert a shot. Who knows? Um, defensively, uh, I think the defense might stay the same. Maybe we'll get a, maybe we'll get a defensive lineman, maybe. But uh, I think we're gonna keep uh, Leonard Williams. You know, he's he's proved himself pretty good at this point, in my opinion. Same with Logan Ryan, who's also on a one-year deal. Uh, so like if I, I if I was Dave Gettleman, I would I would try to bring back my players first. I would try to bring back Leonard Williams and, and uh Logan Ryan first. I don't even I don't even think they're gonna wanna leave because of how good the Giants defense is doing this year. Cause like it kind of seems like they're turning into a family now, mm-hmm. which you'll love to see for NFL teams. Yeah. So um I really Absolutely. think Exactly. Joe Judge has really established that cult that um everyone, you know it's funny, every team is talking about a cult a culture change. You know? But I think the Giants have really like yeah. shown that this past couple these past couple of games. I agree completely. I think the you know, someone Logan Ryan, I believe, said it yesterday after the game. Someone said, like, you know, how do you feel to be in first place? And he's just like, Who really cares? Exactly. Like, we gotta keep going. We can't – we got to keep going. Just because we're in first place now doesn't mean we can lose it again tomorrow. We can lose it again next week. We have to keep going. And that's exactly the culture you need. I mean, think about this. The past few years, what has really been going on with the Giants? Not even that. Since that 2011 Super Bowl run, they've only made exactly. the playoffs one time. So you basically have a culture of losing. Even with Odell's stellar rookie year – and every year that he had with the Giants, they only made the playoffs once under Odell. And not to mention, Odell had a shitstorm. Yeah, that, and that's, that sucked. That really did. And people talk about how the Giants are such a bad team since that infamous boat pitcher. They always talk about that boat pitcher right before that wild card. You know what's uh, Green Bay. You know what's really funny about and that. Everyone truth, talks honestly. about that picture. Nobody talks about the picture of Eli at the beach that came out the same day. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a picture of Eli Manning oh, really? on the beach with like a with like a bucket uh, full of sand with for his kids, and he has sunglasses on, and uh, he has the dad bod oh. and everything, and it's 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 funny to see because you know it's Eli, it's our quarterback, you know. But um, yeah, that team. Well, I'm sorry. And- I gotta. Yeah, because you know that team. No, we, I had high expectations for that playoff run, and uh, it just did not pan out at all. We also made Randall Cobb look like a look like mm. a Pro Bowl wide receiver, which I hated a lot because I think Randall Cobb is really overrated. Yeah. 
But um, I know. You know, I this Giants team right now, they show like, like you said, they show a real Cinderella story like vibe. And um, you know, uh, if we can go into these next couple of games, listen, I'm gonna. This is me being as optimistic as possible because as this, because based off of what we've seen this season, all of these games are really winnable for the Giants. That's not me saying they're going to win them, but yeah, all these games are winnable. The Seattle game, listen, Seattle almost lost to Dallas. And the, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. No, um, that's true. You're right. The Cardinals have lost to the Patriots and the Lions, who suck. Cleveland, their quarterback can't throw, and I don't know. It's Cleveland. Um <laughs> They might be eight and three, but well, because I also kind of suggest differently. Because when they actually play, when they actually play against exactly, teams, I mean, think about when they play the Ravens. Exactly, because I, I, because they've been playing terrible teams. Like for example, week one they lost. Yeah, week two they played the Bengals, and it while it was a high scoring game, the Browns came out on top. And I will say this though, mm-hmm. offensively they should be doing this good. Because when you look at the people they have on this offense, they should be doing this good. They have two Pro Bowl running backs, one who got uh, the one who blew his chances away of being an all pro these past couple of years uh, in uh, uh, Kareem Hunt. And then you have an up and coming star, Mm -hmm. Nick Chubb, who I think, based off of how good he's been these these past three seasons, including the season that's happening right now. I really think Nick Chubb could be an all-pro running back in the future. Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry are the best running okay. backs. Okay, that that's I mean. that's pretty bold. Um, I don't think. No, 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 no. I think that, I'm, I'm, just I'm saying, not disagreeing I, with you. I, I don't think I'm not disagreeing like, with you. I just I like, like I think Derrick Henry's up there. Of course, Derrick Henry literally had like I think 200 rushing yards and a half. Yeah, so I'm not yeah, going to argue. Exactly. And he had three touchdowns and a half. Look at Tyreek Hill. I mean, I know Tyreek Hill's not a running back, but look at Tyreek Hill yesterday putting up almost oh, 60 God. points for me in fantasy. I don't even want to talk about fantasy. I benched Nick Chubb, and he got 26. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Think about you want You want to hear pain? You want to hear pain? I have – I'm in two leagues. I have Tyreek Hill in both of those leagues. One of oh, them God. I have won. I, I had I Odell. I started Odell when he went yeah, off against so the Cowboys, and I still lost. Mm. But um, the yeah, Giants – okay, so that's to tough. close this out finally. The Giants, they could really win this division. Optimistic, they could win every game. But reality, they're going to probably win this division, go on to the playoffs. Optimistic, win the whole thing. Reality, maybe get to the divisional and lose. But, you know, we have high hopes, I guess. I think if they win the wild card rounds, I think you immediately – I think if you win the wild card, I'm going to be honest with you. I think if the Giants win the wild card, I have that very small slimmer of hope that it just totally changes the way that they see the locker room. Not that um, the locker room I, I have breaking news right now. Excuse me? The, the, the game time for what? the Steelers-Ravens game on Wednesday is 3.40 p.m. That yeah, what a weird everyone's start time. everyone's still in work at that time. Yeah, still exactly. Well, I Some mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> for co- for college students, yeah. I don't have class, but I, I don't have class, but 
Uh, yeah, but you know what? I just yeah, that's a that's a weird time. Weird, weird time. Weird, weird time. Couldn't have at yeah, least made it like five. Even, maybe even six thirty at least. <laughs> like even four thirty seems more like accurate. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right, whatever. Three forty, I guess, guys. Three forty Wednesday. Download the NFL Fantasy app. You can watch it right at your desk while you're at work. Yep, there you go. But optimistic. And you know what? It's kind of crazy because this whole time that me and you have done podcasts and we talk NFL, we never uh, talked I about mean, the Giants. I like mean, first podcast fans, we did together, we, we even... spoke about throwback Giants. Yeah, but now we're talking about <laughs> – Yeah, we, hey, we actually have a shot. I mean, it's literally like the – Oh, yeah. Me. So you're saying there's a chance. I mean, and seriously, that's how it is. There is yeah. Because if if you and, like, I mean, I'll I'll go to the I'll go to the parade. I'll be the first one. There I, there's parade. definitely not going to be a parade. Come on, by February, it's it's going to be it's going to be virtual. They're going to do like what WWE does. They're going to put like flat screens all across the all across the street, and you're just going to walk. <laughs> There's gonna be like a people a random person yeah. with a mask and you walk by like what the um, fuck is going on? Yeah. Oh, um, okay, oh, so cool. at the end of at the end of this topic, I think I, I know you're gonna agree with me on this. The Giants, I we both think we're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, I, yeah. I gotta admit, I'm at that level now where especially yesterday. I, after we won yesterday and won into first place, and obviously we don't know how the Seahawks team is going to go tonight. We don't know. It could go really bad for Seattle. Or it could it's it's literally really just well off a flip of a coin. We, we have no – have... yeah, and exactly. And I got to admit, like, if we go into Seattle and win on Sunday, like, I'm telling you right now, they win on Sunday, Yeah, just book it. They're winning the NFC East. Like seriously. So now that we think the Giants are gonna make the playoffs, now the better question is, are Giants players gonna make the Pro Bowl? That's the ultimate question here. Well, okay, all right, all right. Hold on now. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I know Wayne Goldman, you know, he's got he's got a lot of hype around Giants fans, but he he ain't making it. (laughs) Nah, yeah, um, I actually – I wanted to get first, into so. the Pro Bowl votes, actually. Okay, you, you, you've been following that more than me because I've just been following – So I'm actually going to pull up going. NFL Pro Bowl on my laptop right now because we can, we can put these votes in ourselves. That's, that's what I wanted to do, but instead I guess maybe we'll do our own ballot together, you and me on one, on one vote. So we, we can vote six quarterbacks okay. in. So, tell you what, I'll give you three quarterbacks. I'll put down three quarterbacks. Knowing us, we'll probably put down the same one, so we'll go one at a time, I guess. We'll go one at a time because we're probably going to name the same quarterbacks. All right, so who's your first? Okay. All right, that's not hard at all. Um, I think Russell Wilson's going to be in there. Okay. Yeah, I put Wilson in. I put Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers, I, I completely Mahomes, agree. Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Um, 
I'm going to put this guy in here because he's having a monster rookie year. I'm talking about Justin Herbert. All right, who's your who's your next oh, guy? Oh yeah, definitely. I can. Uh, next yes. Guy, well, we'll remember we're doing this one together. Okay, so put in her. All right, so I've said Mahomes, Wilson, Rogers, Herbert. I gotta say, you know who? I feel like this one. Oh could, man, I I, I go think he's Allen. overrated, but I can see what you mean. Looking at the stats, looking at the stats, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, wow, I gotta go. twenty-two and eight. Okay, three thousand yards. Okay, I see it. Um, okay, so we have we have five. We have one more vote. Um, I'm gonna go with Deshaun Watson on this one. Now, this isn't our. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying that, like, now, quarterbacks we didn't pick, you know, like Tom Brady. uh... Oh, really? Wow. I was going to say, like, you know, he he might still make it. But, damn, okay. All right. But I don't think he should. Uh, You know, I'm going to throw in a surprise pick here. I feel like this is kind of surprising. All right, you ready? You know, I was thinking card. I could see it. I'm gonna go the with Ben Roethlisberger. Touchdowns, touchdowns, the pick wise. I gotta go big. Yes, time. yards, no, but the touchdowns, the interception ratio, absolutely. Yeah. So that's yes. Yeah, so, so now, um, so what is it running? All right. So or? real quick, our six quarterbacks are in no particular order: Mahomes, Watson, Rogers, Allen, Herbert, and Russell Wilson. I think. I mean, no matter what, I still think other quarterbacks that we named, like Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, even – what's his name? Uh, Even maybe even Ryan Tannehill. I think all these quarterbacks are going to make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I could see Running backs, we got – How about running backs? Okay. Uh, I'll start off this time because you started first before. I'll I'll name the easy one. Let's Let's put Derek Henry on the list. Yeah. Yeah, put him down. You know, um, this is you now. Oh, man, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the stats. It's this tough. really isn't tough for the next Henry. pick. <laughs> I know. I'll, it's just I'll like, give I you a like hint. I haven't um, running backs that much. Oh, okay. That's not who I was going to say, but absolutely. Up, so. All right. Uh, All right. Okay. Here, here's my other one. I'll just give you my. Oh, okay. Plate. All right. Like, Wasn't expecting that. All right. So I'm gonna say Cook, okay. Dalvin Cook. He's he's had a monster year, and that's what I was saying before. <laughs> fuck I forget Dalvin Cook. Yeah, put Cook. Here. All right. So yeah, put We Cook now have four picks. So now I have to make one more because you went you went back to back. I'm gonna put. Okay. I honestly think he deserves this okay. because he's had a good year especially since they brought in Leonard Fournette and a lot of people thought he was going to be the starter. Ronald Jones has really proved himself this year. Ronald Jones? Yeah. yeah. He's been okay, so now we have one pick left. I, I I'm going to name that. a couple of running backs for you to see like who you think. All right, We have James Robinson of the Jaguars, who was undrafted and is having a really good year. He's third in – if I'm reading this right, he's third in rushing yards – and he has six touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, who has who's, right, who's fifth that? in makes sense. Yeah, Jacobs, I can't no, even, no, get, I can't even get mad at you Jacobs. for that. Just put Jacobs. Yeah, I, I still think I still believe Robinson like, will yeah, make the Pro Bowl. Having a but um, 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's, he's undrafted. He's um, okay, so, so now like we're going to go to wide receivers. Uh, right. Yeah, he already I'm has 1,000 yards. Already, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Let me give you – all right, Tyreek Tyree Hill. Tyreek Hill. You have to give me three. I, I'll give you – how many do I have to give you? All he's right, number Tyree two. Hill, DeAndre Hopkins. DK. DK's All actually right, further down. DK there he is. Okay. So I'm putting in I'm putting in uh Devontae Adams. Literally, like I know I'm not I'm not gonna base okay. uh Pro Bowl votes off of fantasy, but he had like two straight games with thirty points and he also had two games with forty points. Just saying that's a lot. Um uh I'm gonna throw uh Yeah. You know, screw it. I'm gonna throw Terry McLaurin in there. McLaurin has nine sixty three with with only only three touchdowns, but nine sixty three. That's third in the league. That's a lot, especially with a guy who has had so many yeah, mix up mix up at quarterbacks. Like you know, he had Haskins start off. Which fun fact that was his uh his quarterback in college, if I'm right. Which is crazy to see because they both went to Ohio State. Uh, then he had Kyle Allen, and then Kyle Kyle Allen had that really gruesome injury. Hope and pray that he's doing well. And uh and then um he has yeah, Alex Smith again. Because Alex Smith came Exactly. Not, I don't even care how bad he here. does statistically. He came back from an almost amputated leg injury. He almost he could have died, man. And died. And he came back. That's I don't care how great a, of a year uh yeah. Any come any NFL player has for comeback player of the year, he already deserves it. And I and now my last pick is my favorite receiver yeah, in the NFL absolutely. because I love him so much. I think you're you probably know who I'm going to talk about. I'm talking about my boy Keenan Allen. Uh, I was literally thinking, you know what's you, crazy is um, who did I put? I put I put uh, I put Metcalf. I would Keenan. I was thinking about putting. Um, yeah, who did you? Yeah, Keenan. I don't know why I just like lost the name, but yeah, I was thinking what, What's crazy Keenan, is that, like, you know, when go, you look at this wide case, receiver um, positioning for the Pro Bowl votes, you can literally vote. Like, hold on, how many people are in this row? All right, there's seven in uh, each row. You can literally vote the first fourteen people, except for Will Fuller, actually, because he just he just um, tested positive for PEDs. So, like, every receiver in. In the first two yeah. columns, besides Will Fuller, I can 100% see why you'd vote for him. Like, the people we did not vote for were Diggs, Stefan Diggs, uh, DJ Moore, rookie Justin Jefferson, who's having a great year, Ro- Robbie Anderson, who's having a great year yeah, after coming he's, off he's of such a bad team. Yeah. Um, see a real, I'll, I'll bring up Will Fuller so anyway. You know, he has eight touchdowns. He has almost 900 yards. I'll bring him up. Um, Amari Cooper, who even without a starting quarterback is having a good year. Uh, and then you have Allen Robinson, who is probably, uh, low key. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, the the next guy I'm about to bring up is, uh, Calvin Ridley. Even like you can go like the next column and I could see why, like, you know, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Julio, uh, Robert Woods, maybe Tyler Boyd, even rookie T-, T Higgins, he's doing good too. This yeah. is a very hefty receiving, mm-hmm. receiving Pro Bowl 
I, I don't know how to word this, but um, there's a lot of people you could vote for in this Pro Bowl. You could vote Chase Claypool, and I'll be like, okay, I can see why. Claypool, Claypool has 10 touchdowns on the year. Yeah, exactly. Not a lot of receivers can say that. Yeah, and he's only played. Really? And he's also played just very few games, which is even – well, not very few, but like – Yeah, he, he did. Didn't, he didn't Claypool got drafted. But did he? Play, oh, I don't think he oh, got well, his first three yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, he had four. Yeah, Washington he had Eagles. four touchdowns. But in the when first the game he played game. against the against the Giants, week one, he, he caught. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, but he did. But he. Didn't oh well, like no, he still had a good game though. He caught like a really crazy sideline catch for his first reception ever. Which, yeah. Um. So yeah, the that. six receivers we're gonna go before we continue are. Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Devontae Adams, uh, DK Metcalf, and Keenan Allen. Uh, we're actually yeah. going to talk about the end? most forgotten end? position on the offensive uh, on the offensive side of the ball: fullbacks. Okay, so I'll just do this really quick. We got Kyle. I don't even know who's that fullback. Okay, dude, we dude, got Kyle Juszczyk, Kyle Juszczyk, CJ Ham. We got Anthony Sherman. We got Derek Watt. We got Pat Ricard. And just for the Giants' fun of it, we'll put Eli Penny in there. I know. I literally know that Eli Penny is up, but I didn't. I literally like barely knew any of the other guys. I knew a few, yeah. guys, but I was like, yeah, I yeah. It's it's a very sticky situation for tight end. I mean, for our fullbacks. Now we have tight end. So tight end. I'm looking at it right now, man. It's it's pretty, it's pretty hefty. You know, it's a big group of guys. All right. Um, I'm gonna add right, my Kelsey, first off the bit first. the gap between Kelsey and the next tight end in receiving yards is insane. Kelsey has 978 compared to second place, which is Darren Waller, who also deserves to make the Pro Bowl. That that's my vote. That's my vote. Yeah, he, he has 572 yards, right? which is a lot right? for a tight end. But the the amount of yards between Kelsey and Waller is just insane. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The next is you, by the way. That that's absolutely insane. Yeah, so well, I no, I picked Waller, yeah, so now it's you. Waller, definitely. Well, no, because we're going back and forth. Oh, I can't pick Waller? <laughs> Kevin? All right, so I put, I put Kelsey. Do you want me to name some? Uh, tight ends, tight ends. Uh... Okay, so. Yeah, name uh, a few for me, because like, I'm drawing We got TJ stuff. Hawkinson. We got Gronk, Hunter Henry. What? I was going to. All right. Gronk, I, I don't really – I don't know about Gronk making the Pro Bowl, but he's come up a lot in these past couple of games. Yeah. Um, really okay, so I mean, you just got two, so now I got to put down two. Uh, I'm going to put down – I'm going to put down Jonu Smith for the Titans. While he doesn't have the receiving yards, he only has 338. He has okay. seven touchdowns, which of all these tight ends, he's tied with Travis Kelsey for the most. And, and Robert Tanyan. Yeah. yeah. Um and then my next guy, yeah, that, I'm going to put uh Um let's put Hayden Hurst on here. And it's funny cuz we're bringing up Hayden Hurst uh cuz he got traded from uh Baltimore to go to uh Atlanta and it's crazy cuz now 
Baltimore doesn't have its starting tight end for this uh, upcoming game because uh, he has COVID. Yeah, I literally last second I had to I had to bench him oh, and I had to pick up Mike Kosicki. And Mike Kosicki got uh, 11 points, thank God, in fantasy. But um, but yeah, Hayden Hurst has been having a really great year uh, in um in the NFL in general. He has 459 yards, um, 41 receptions, and three touchdowns, which for the for this Atlanta offense is a lot because you know he's not the first option, obviously. But those are some pretty good stats, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Uh none actually. Yeah, those are pretty um how many more tight ends do we have to Yeah, select? so um we got Kelsey, Waller, oh, right. Gronk, Hunter Henry, Hayden Hurst, and Johnu Smith. All right. Tackles are uh like, yeah. I like those. Oh I god. Like those Offensive tackles. This is gonna be a doozy. Okay. All right, we got Teron Dude, Armstead do that of one. the Saints. Telling we you. got David Bakhtieri of the Packers. We got Yeah. I'm just not gonna name any because I, I'm telling I you only know like, these guys. I know these guys because of Madden, but I'm also like, oh, I, I yeah, do I like pay attention you. to the line from time to time. We got Orlando Brown of the Broncos. Uh uh-huh. We're going to throw in Jack Conklin of the Browns because I've heard he's having a really good year. Um, oh, my God. God, it's getting tougher and tougher for me as it goes. Um, I'll throw in uh, Trent Williams of the 49ers. I've heard he's been having a good year. And I'll throw in Ryan Ramchek, if that's how you say mm-hmm. his last name, or Ryan Ramzik of uh, the Saints. He's been having a monster year, and I think that's it. It is. Okay. Yeah, mm. tackles. Whew. Guards. <laughs> am I, am I, am I... It's all good. Oh it's God, all good. Dude, it's all good. You, can, you can take a hefty linemen. load on uh, the defensive side. So we got uh, Joel Batonio. We got uh, yeah. Dave DeCastro. Oh, man, I'm, I'm just blasting through this. Um. You know, just for the fun of it, I'm going to vote Eric Flowers, even though I know he's not going to make the Pro Bowl. Um, oh, man, who oh else should God. I vote for? I'm going to vote for That's Michael Jordan, God. even though it, I'm just voting for him solely because his name is Michael Jordan. Yeah, I'm going to vote for Zach Martin, though, because Zach Martin is uh, one of the best offensive guards in the league. He's on the Cowboys. Uh, and for my last pick, I'll go with uh, – hmm. Ooh, I'll go with I'll go with Joe Tooney on the uh, Patriots. All right, I love it. You 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 acting like you contributed right. on that. Are we on defense? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I'm Centers. Like, okay. I'm gonna just like, I'm just probably gonna pick the first guys I see. Dave Andrews, uh, Blythe, uh, Kelsey, Ben Jones, uh, Nick Martin, uh, Zach Martin's brother. Fun fact. And Brandon Linder. I'm just gonna pick those guys. All right, mm-hmm. defense. Now we. Now you can finally talk, Phil. You can take that. Uh, you can take the muzzle off your mouth now. Okay, so yeah, uh, really, defensive I'm like, ends. Oh, that's yeah, our first finally, category. Before I go any further, I am just gonna say this because I know for a fact we are gonna say some Giants players in this. Leonard Williams is a D tackle. I'm just throwing that out there. Yes. Okay, well, who are we starting with first? Defensive end? Okay, okay so we got – my. all right, so it's based off of sacks, by the way. way can... So, fun fact, 
I, I know you've never heard of this guy. Okay. Trey Hendrickson of the Saints. He has nine and a half sacks. Yeah, wow. I have never, I've never heard of the guy. Saints? I think I've only heard of him once because I'm mad. Okay. But he is tied for the most sacks in the league. Yeah. Um, but we serious? got like Miles Garrett. Uh, yeah, he has nine and a half sacks yeah, and in, four forced fumbles. He's, he's insane this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're already off to a good start. No helmet um, this year. My pick, I'm going to go with Emmanuel Agba of the uh, Dolphins. He has eight sacks, which is which is third, technically third because uh, Trey Hendrickson's tied for first. Um, but Emmanuel Agba has eight sacks. And he also has three forced fumbles, and he has 21 solo tackles, which is pretty good in my opinion. So that's my pick. Um, I know you're, not, you're going to struggle to name a couple of people, so I'll keep it going for you. Uh, we got Joey Bosa, uh, Brandon Graham. All right. Okay, all right. Yeah, so my you, next – You got to give me Bosa, dude. I just – I know who these people are. Keep in mind, everybody, I just want to put this out there. I know who these people are. I just All right. don't know uh, their position. I'm going to vote Brandon here. Graham. Brandon Graham has seven sacks, which is pretty good for him because I think the most sacks he's had in a season is 10. And we're only like we're only like 12 games through the year. So okay. that's – well, no, I mean like we just played 12 – Well, we're wait, at week 13 Yeah, now. we just played 12 games. Yeah. So, But he also has two forced fumbles, which is pretty good in oh, my yeah. opinion. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, so yeah. All right. Um, your next pick, she got Stefan to Brian Burns, Romeo Aquara, Alden Smith, uh, Olivier Vernon, who got all his sacks in one game, pretty much. Okay. He, he has a good chance of winning comeback with player of the year. Smith. He's not going to win it because Alex Smith, but I could see him being a, a front runner for that, uh, award. Um, I'm going to go chase young. For this, for this last and final pick, mm. um, I think Chase Young's having a really good year. Uh, four, four, yeah, exactly. Four and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, 21 tackles. And, you know, compared to all these other guys, there there's a lot of people that have that are tied for him, tied with him in sacks or have more sacks than him. But I just feel like Chase Young is having a better year than all these guys in general. Mm. I will say this, though. One guy I do expect to make the Pro Bowl – is okay. Romeo Aquara uh, from the Lions, former Giant, by the way. He has six sacks, a forced fumble, and 17 tackles. And that's just pretty good, in my opinion, because, like, I always knew this guy was going to be something. And to see him finally cont- contributing on a very terrible Lions team, mm. it's good to see. All right. So, yeah. So now we got D tackle, defensive yeah. tackles. Um, this is also based off of sacks. So I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to get the easy one out of the way. Aaron Donald. Done. All right, yeah, I'll give you Aaron Donald. I'll can go. Give me, can give me Aaron Donald because obviously I'll go. Uh, I'll go Chris Jones on this guy's one. a fucking monster. Are you kidding? If I saw Aaron Donald, if, if, if Aaron Donald give, came up I, to me and said, give me a lunch money, I'd be like, like car, yeah, really. well, well, he yeah, probably can't it. fit in my car. My, my car is literally a go-kart. So, like, you know. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I'm going to go Chris Jones on the second pick of the Chiefs. You know, he apparently was uh, beefing with Tom Brady uh, last night. So that was pretty funny. But um, yeah, Chris Jones having a good year. Five and a half sacks, which is a lot for a defensive tackle. 
two forced fumbles, 17 tackles. I love what I'm seeing. You can name uh, – I'll give you a hint. I mm-hmm. said he's listed as a tackle before. Oh, who did you just say? Come on. There you go. Who, who the he is second in oh, oh, D tackles in sacks with six. Yeah. Yeah, he's he uh yeah, well I mean also they're not showing fumbles, but I think he got two yet. No, he got one yesterday. Yeah, so that was pretty big. Uh next yeah, I'm the, gonna go Fletcher Cox. This one's kinda obvious. Fletcher Cox is always one of the best D tackles in this league. There's no doubt about it. I'm just gonna end it on that. <laughs> uh, uh we have two votes remaining. So I'm gonna name some people for you. Gonna see who you pick. We got Coleus Campbell. Of uh, the Ravens, we got Grady Jarrett, Akeem Hicks of the Bears. Grady Jarrett's on uh, the Falcons, by the way. Um, Sheldon Richardson, former Jet, uh, now on the Browns. Mm-hmm. You're going to go Richardson? I would go Falcons. Okay. I, All right. Um, and yeah. to end it, I'm going to yeah. put uh, – man, this is tough. There's a lot of great D-tackles. Um. You know what? I'm going to put this guy because, like, he's getting a lot of trade rumors. I'm going to put him in here because I want to see him make the Pro Bowl. Let's have Quinn Williams make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Why not? Screw it. <laughs> Just put him in there. All right, so now we got inside yeah. linebackers. Now, Why not? I know my inside linebackers very well. I don't know about you, so uh, let's just get it. Do you, do you... I, I, like I said – like I said, I know. All right, I so like, just try, try to name one guy. Try to name somebody. You can't. You can't even name our our inside linebacker. Like who? I can't tell you. Oh my God, Phil. Who's our inside? Blake linebacker? Martinez. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Blake. All right, so I'm gonna go into Blake Martinez really quick. Oh I really God, do I think this guy it. deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. This guy is almost leading the league in tackles every single year, gets interceptions, gets gets the force fumbles, gets the sacks. Man can do everything except for coverage. <laughs> but, um, but I think he deserves it at this point in the season. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, my pick, I'm going to go with the, the front runner probably, Roquan Smith. I watched Roquan Smith play against the – Play against the um, what is it when he when the Bears played against the uh the Bengals not the Bengals uh the Bucks, he was everywhere on the field that game. He literally ran mm-hmm. right from probably probably from the offensive line blocking the the defensive line. He ran from there, right from the quarterback, pretty much from there all the way to the sideline to tackle someone, and it was it was like a ten yard like like hitch or something, which is a curl, mm-hmm. but. Just to see his raw athleticism and speed is insane on the field. And he's been like this since he got drafted uh, two years ago. So, yeah. Um, other linebackers worth mentioning are uh, – we have four votes left, by the way. We have Earl Kendricks, uh, Earl Kendricks, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, that's, that's an easy one. Uh, I think I'm going to put two votes on here so you can take the last one. I think both Levante David and Devin White of the Tampa Bay Bucks deserve to be on here because, yeah, White's having a really good year. They're they're both having great years. You know, Devin White has five sacks, a forced fumble. Um, 
Both of them have the same amount of tackles pretty much, only two apart, 65 and 63. Uh, Levante David, he has a ha- one and a half sacks. He has a forced fumble to his name. Both having really good years. And now uh, I guess I'm pretty much going to finish this off because you can't name anybody. Uh, Eric Hendricks. No, I'm, I'm saying I'm asking you. Like, do you personally think he should make the Pro Bowl? What about him? Ah, oh, the Vikings. Oh my gosh, you're dis- you're disappointing me, man. He does, uh, dude. I I know the. Listen, listen. I this is why I don't bring I know, up baseball. I, I, like, I admit, <laughs> that's <funny>. all you. <laughs> I'll admit that. All right. Oh yeah, that's that's all me. You got the football. You got the football knowledge of players and positions. I just know, hey, yeah. he got a touchdown. He's been really good. I know this guy, but Pro Bowl wise, it's like I don't like. I almost don't do voting when it comes to certain things because I'm just like, yeah, yeah. All right, so outside linebackers, like, we have a lot of play, big so names here. So uh, we have uh, Zadari Smith of the Packers. He leads all outside linebackers. Well, he's tied for the most sacks of all outside linebackers. Him and T.J. Watt. I'm just gonna put the votes on them automatically. Just you got to put in Watt. I was waiting for T.J. Yeah, Watt. It's just, I was like, it's, yeah. it's just he's just Watt built plays, different. He's he's kind of playing like how his older brother J.J. did when he started, you know. But now J.J.'s gotten hurt a lot, which sucks. But you know what are you gonna do? You know. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put Jason Pierre-Paul in there. I think JPP's having a really great year. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half sacks. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, eight and a half sacks, which is uh, literally just half a sack behind uh, Smith and Watt. Uh, 28 tackles, which is more than both those guys. And he has three forced fumbles, which is tied with Zadarius Smith. I think that actually be tied for the most out of all the outside linebackers, if I'm not mistaken. I think I'm right. Um, but JPP, he's having a – he could really be comeback player of the year as well because, if I'm right, he only mm. played 10 games last year because I think he had surgery on his neck. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, it's great to see him uh-huh. doing yeah, good. You know, I've always yeah, loved Jason right Pierre-Paul, even when he was um, off the Giants and when, when he got to the Bucks. Um, I just hope for the best, and uh, he's having a great year. You know, I can't complain. Um. I think Khalil Mack's kind of an obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the last Khalil pick. Mack. Yeah, Khalil yeah, Mack, absolutely. And then um, the last Khalil pick Mack. will go with uh, – there's a lot of people you could really go with and be like, yeah, that guy. Um, we'll, go with, we'll go with Bud Dupree of the Steelers. He's been having a good yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, corners. Yeah, I think I, I think you would know corners know a lot better yeah, than all those other positions I just named. I would I would hope. <laughs> so you probably all right. Xavier Howard. <laughs> just name. Just give me Dolphins, some of the top five. J. C. Jackson of uh, New England. Uh, Carlton Davis of uh, the Bucks. Kendall Fuller of the uh, the Washington Football Team. Uh, I don't know this guy's name actually. It could be Darren. It could be Daryl uh, Williams of uh, the the uh, Rams. We got our boy James Bradbury. Uh, to yeah. All right. So I'll all right. So I'll go real quick on this. We got Bradbury. He's gonna make it, in my opinion. Xavier Howard's leading the league in picks, and he's always been on that Pro Bowl level. Uh, 
Kendall Fuller has been doing pretty good this year. Same with Carlton Davis. Um, after that, I'm going to put Marcus Peters. He has three forced fumbles, which is a lot. Yeah, no, dude. He literally... Marcus Peters is, is fucking awesome. He's just insane. No, and like, then, you know actually, what? I'm going to vote yeah, him like, because I do think really his teammate deserves to be on here if I could find him. I'm talking about, oh, wow, I really cannot find him. Where the hell is he? Where the hell is Marlon Humphrey? There he is. I think Marlon Humphrey also deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. Um, it's not letting me click on him for some reason. Oh, do I already? Wow, I already. Wow, we already voted for six people. Wait, one, two, three, four. Oh, that's why. I accidentally clicked on someone. There we go. Now we have six. So our six votes are Xavier Howard, Carlton, Carlton Davis, Kendall Fuller, uh, Bradbury, Peters, and Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, strong safety. Uh, we got we got Jordan Poyer and Buda Baker, who have literally similar stats. And Buda Baker's been on a tear this year. Yeah, so we got those two right uh, there. Um, yeah, I'm going to throw this guy Baker. on here because I think he's having a good year. I'm going to throw uh, Julius Peppers, I mean Jabril Peppers on here. Because I think, yeah, Julius Peppers has been out of the league for two years now. So, yeah. Where is he? Where is yeah. he? Um, um, I'll throw Von Bell on here. Von Bell's been having a good year for the Bengals. He, he, he was the one who forced the fumble yesterday on Evan Ingram. Yeah, so while I hate to say that, it's true. Um, yeah. I'm going to put Eddie Jackson on here. No, three forced fumbles. Nice. He had a pick against the Giants, but it got called back for defensive pass interference. And I'm gonna put for the last one. I'll put Tyron Matthew. I'll put the Honey Badger because you know he, yeah. Um, and now last we have free safety. Yeah, but yeah, uh, we're just gonna really get Logan too. Ryan. Yep, we're just gonna get Logan Ryan out of there. Um, besides Ryan, him, gotta Logan put Minka Fitzpatrick on here. Justin Simmons, uh, Jesse Bates. Even I'm gonna say this because he's been having a really great year. Daniel Sorensen of the Chiefs, who literally has been nothing but a special teamer recently, he has three picks, 50 tackles, and two forced fumbles on the year, which is a lot to ask for out of a veteran like him. And then we have one vote remaining, like and that. I'm going to put it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with uh, Marcus Williams of the Saints. All right. All right. Now, this one. Yeah. This one shouldn't be hard right, for you because you know you know uh, kickers because of uh, fantasy. Graham Gano, Justin Tucker, Young Hoku, Sanders of the Dolphins. Just yeah, I'll put Matt Prater on here too because Prater hit the longest field goal of the year. Um. I would vote for Boswell of the Steelers, but like he's yeah, just been inconsistent sometimes. Um, I'll put, uh, you know what? I'll put, I'll put Greg Zerline on there. Greg Zerline's automatic, you know. So uh, yeah. yeah, we got long snappers, you know, kind of like the fullbacks of special teams. No one yeah. thinks of them, so I'm just gonna vote for the first six guys I see on here. All right, done. Yep. Now we have punters. Punters, I know very little about, so just I'm just going to go for it. the Giants punter because he's doing great. Um, 
Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much going to click like six yeah, Riley guys. Gibson, right? There we go. All right, return specialists. This one I can talk about. We got oh, Cordell well. Patterson who did return to t- – I'm gonna pretty much going to be voting for the guys who either return touchdowns or I, who I do think certainly deserves to be in that position. So we got Cordell Patterson who returned a touchdown against the Vikings recently. All we right, got go Isaiah Rogers who is uh, – Dominique Rogers, Cromartie's cousin. Yeah, yeah. Um, he returned a touchdown against the Browns, I think, for really? 103 yards. Uh, we got, oh my God, who else is there? Oh, uh, Agnew of the uh, Lions. He's always returning touchdowns like crazy for that team. So I got to put that man up there. Uh, that's our, That's three. We got three left. I'm going to put Andre Roberts of the Bills. He's been in the Pro Bowl the past two years, uh, with both with the Bills and the Jets as a kickoff for, kick returner and a punt returner probably. So yeah, um, I'll put Wilson of the Bengals mm. on here. He just returned one yesterday, so I'm gonna put him on here because why not? And the last guy we'll put uh, Cooper of uh, the um, Carolina Panthers and. Last, we got special teamers. I can give two shits about special teamers. I'm just going to vote the first six guys I see. And and just like that, after a very boring defensive side yeah, and offensive linemen, like, yeah, <laughs> we are done with our votes. Oh, God. I swear, you really only contributed for offense. You got a football vote, I can't, I'm not, not going to get mad at you because, you know, you don't follow football like I do, of course. If I was Austin like, was on here, what me and him would talk about this for hours. But, uh, yeah, but um, I'm sorry? Yeah, but it's oh, all I good, though, it. you know? I Listen. believe it. I believe it. That's the thing is, like, like I like I said before. Yeah. I know so I'm gonna go through. Are, but I'm just. Like, yeah. So I'm gonna go through our our six play? every single position like, right oh, now, oh, and okay. uh, maybe okay. we can. How much time do we have left? Because I have not paid attention to that. We have thirty minutes basically. Uh, okay. I was gonna yeah. say maybe like as we're going on right like now, we could talk about the, uh, these players done. as we're going down the line. So like. Well, not every player. Probably just maybe we, one player per position. Then past the thirty minutes. Okay, so people. quarterbacks, right? We got Mahomes, Rogers, Herbert, oh, okay, Allen, Watson. I think a guy we got to talk about in this is Justin Herbert, man. Uh, hands down. I mean, you know, Joe Burrow was putting up a good fight even before he tore now his ACL right, and his MCL. Um, hopefully, uh, his surgery goes well and everything. He probably already had surgery now that I think of it, but, um, but Herbert, you know, he's been having a great year while the chargers aren't winning games. He's the reason why they're staying in these games in the first place. He's throwing touchdowns left and right, throwing very few interceptions. Did he really? Threw a Hail Mary yesterday. That's still yeah, a lot to say, you know. I mean, not not a lot of people can say that in this league. But he did complete a Hail Mary. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But um, Herbert having a great year. Uh, I think he yeah, deserves he to be a pro bowler. I think he deserves rookie of the year. I also think he deserves to be in the playoffs. Just just him and the offense on the Chargers, not the defense. 
Just the yeah, just the ah uh, yeah. But um, now we have running Not backs. We got Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Edwards, Alaire, Cook, Jones, Jacobs. Derrick Henry, man, he already has twelve hundred yards on the year. And we're not even we're we're literally just we're we're like slightly over the halfway point. Yeah, Derrick Henry is, is is someone said I forget who it was on the I think it was AJ Brown from the Titans said it like Derrick Henry should be MVP. That's yeah, I'm that, hesitant I mean, on giving it to running backs, like, but he's having a monster year and he really MVP. does deserve it. Um, that's not me saying he deserves MVP. That's me saying he deserves like a, a look. Like yeah, people, absolutely. Like the vote, like the people that choose the MVP, they deserve to give him a very deep look and just oh, yeah. try to figure out if whether or not he really does deserve to be in the conversation. And next we have wide receivers. We have my boy Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, yeah, Devontae Adams, um, DK Metcalf, D-Hop, and Tyreek Hill. Well, I mean – Listen, I love Keenan Allen, but I think these other guys these are worth guys. talking about a lot more. Like DK Metcalf, D Hop, Tyree Kill, those three guys in particular, they've done monster thing that monster things this year. DK literally the chase down on uh on uh Buda Baker, D Hop with the Hail Mary grab against uh the Bills, which I will say this, any quarterback can throw that ball. Any like cause people were saying that's Well, I mean, uh, any quarterback can throw that ball, but yeah, no yeah, wide receiver uh, can catch it like D Hop. I was gonna say, like you know, I think the way he a, caught like it, a very like small amount of receivers Randy can Moss do that, like you know, Megatron, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice. But modern NFL, I mean, I mean, in terms of like, but right in terms now, of like right body now, and like vertical, DK Metcalf and Julio can probably make a run for the money on that. But D Hop, yeah, I can't, I cannot say anything about that. And Tyreek Hill, what, I really what is like there not D-hop to say? The that. dude had a two hundred yards in the first quarter. What I, I'm, I love how you brought that up as I'm watching like a match uh, commercial right now. Yesterday. Yeah. Um, fullbacks. Uh, who cares? Um, there you go. It's tight ends. I'm not even gonna bring up the tight ends. I'm just gonna say Travis Kelsey, man. Darren Waller too. Yeah, Darren Waller. But yeah, no. And Waller. even Derek Carr. Really Derek like Carr's played. having a great year as well. Really Derek like Carr. He. Derek I think Carr he's only thrown three picks on the year. I actually no. I think he threw one yesterday. So I think he has four now. But uh, he's been having a great year. Darren Waller. He's his, he's probably his favorite target to throw it to, but uh, but Travis Kelsey, man, nine hundred and seventy eight yards, seven touchdowns, yeah, man. Oh my god. Pretty good for a. Uh, it's kind of crazy because obviously the Kansas City Chiefs are the reigning Super yeah. Bowl champions. You know, primed to repeat this year, a hundred percent, in my opinion. And they're know, the they're the favorites the to make the Super had, Bowl in that you know, in that conference. There's there's really no debate on that, in my opinion. Absolutely. I I I will go down to the nitty gritty with that man, and I will tell him up front that the Steelers would not be able to beat. I've I've actually spoken to a Steeler fan recently, and he said that 
he's admitted that the Chiefs would lose. I mean, would win against the Steelers. But Austin, Austin, listen, Austin has one one good quality mm-hmm. about Probably. an NFL I mean, fan. He has pride, and he will not admit that, which is a, very good to have. But then, you know, if you're a Cowboy fan, it comes off as, like, delusional and egotistical. But, um, yeah, the Chiefs, you know, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek yeah, Hill, listen, they both pretty much have 1,000 yards, which is insane. Yeah, and then you know you go up to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has he has he almost he oh, basically definitely. has thirty five hundred yards. That's the most in the league. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I'll bring up touch. Oh my God, oh God, is it is insane? Can that I mean, that's that's even more video game stats, like but um, game, but like you know, now that we're looking at quarterbacks for just one quick second. Touchdowns right now, Aaron Rodgers leads with 33. But keep in mind, Russell Wilson hasn't played yet. So Russell Wilson can take that lead back very quickly, which I really hope he does because Russell Wilson was off to a very hot start this year. Yeah, because like Russell Wilson doesn't get brought up in the MVP conversation and like he's trying to make sure that happens. Yeah. Okay, so we have 20 minutes. So I'm going to try and go through this really quick. Yeah, but, I mean, I we just have – all right, so there's all the tackles and everything. Um, all right, you know, let's uh, – yeah, see, I don't know if you can really contribute on any of these. Not that, you, not that you're not that you're not intelligent with football. Yeah. yeah. Like, not saying that you're, no, but I just you're not smart I with really football, but, like, a lot if, if you were Austin – yeah, if you were Austin, we would go Dude, into depth me, on I like we'd no, literally no, me, like I had I've had so many conversations with him about football in the past. We'd we would literally talk about how the guy tackles. <laughs> That's how much detail we'd put into it. But um, you know, I guess we could talk about Giants players making the yeah, Pro Bowl. Exactly. I know you could talk about that at least. Um, I really do think Leonard Williams, Logan Ryan, all the Giants players I'm naming right now. But oh, you know, yeah. I'll start off with uh, defensive line. Um, I think Leonard Williams really does deserve to make a Pro Bowl this year. He's making. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he stepped up big. He stepped up big in all the games. Yeah, like he's really so stepped up big time this year. Wins. And when you look, when you compare the stats of him Williams on the the, uh, the Giants now compared to the Jets last year and the Giants, you know, there's a huge difference. And keep in mind, he didn't have the same coaches last year. Obviously, because last year he had Pat Shermer and his whole entire debacle of an offensive and defensive uh, coaches. Now he has Joe Judge, who's a very passionate coach who genuinely cares about his team and wants them to get better every mm-hmm. single day. And not only that, but he has a really good defensive coordinator in Patrick Graham. You know, what more can you ask for? You know. And now we go exactly. Now we go down to middle linebacker Blake mm-hmm. Martinez. Listen, I'm. I, I'm biased because I'm a middle linebacker. I played middle linebacker in high school, but this dude's just on a tear. You know, he, he's he's always leading the league in sacks. I mean, not sacks, uh, tackles. Um, sacks, he gets them from there and there. He got a pick this season. I think I think he may have two actually, but he also has a force fumble. This guy pretty much is literally just like Roquan Smith. He's everywhere on the field. He struggles with pass coverage though, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. But 
he's really stepped up big time for this Giants defense along with everyone else. You know, I really think like, you know when uh okay, you remember the Jaguars defense a couple years ago? It's literally going to be just like that, where you literally have the whole entire defense just on yeah, one absolutely. team, on one Pro Bowl roster, and it's it's that crazy. Yeah. All right. So now we have James That's Bradbury. Crazy. This is probably the best, the best um very player like that. for the Pro on on our defense. I'm now that's no. Yeah, and that's no jab yeah, yeah. at. Our, our defensive players, our, but yeah, our, Bradbury, he defense, wasn't even, yes, on our I th- you know, actually he was the key pickup in this offseason. It was him and Blake Martinez, but James Bradbury, no, because here, here's the thing. Everyone thought we were going to go for Byron Jones. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought we were going to get these big names and everything, but Joe Judge, he, he wanted to do something better than pick up a big name. He wanted to pick up a good system player because, you know, at the end of the day, listen, you could pick up the the best player, the best player mm-hmm. in the free agency, but like, you know, at the end of the day, it's, he's just the best player. He's not a, he's not a great player for your system. Listen, what's his name? Um, oh my God, yeah, running back. Uh, played for the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Titans. Uh, Demarco Murray. Demarco Murray went from from right the Eagles My to God, the Cowboys, uh, to right, the, uh, or the DeMarco Cowboys Murray? to the Eagles. I don't remember which way it was. I think it was probably the Eagles, the the Cowboys to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. When he went to the Eagles, they were like, "Oh my God, we just got the best running back in God, free agency." Yeah, Cowboys to the Eagles. He played terrible. He did. He did exactly, and you know, it's, here's another example: Le'Veon Bell. No, he did. The he Jets was, he was great for the Cowboys. The Jets, I I've, I've, I remember talking to Jets fans thinking they were going to get both AB and oh God, I, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Like, you have to be pretty delusional to really think that. Like, holy cow. Bell. Yeah. Not not undefeated. Just yeah, take, about it, the Jets take off the un on that, you know? But, um, but no, like, see, you – Defeated. Joe Judge wanted to pick up key system players to really make this defense better. And James Bradbury was that guy. James Bradbury, when you look at his stats last year against big-time receivers like uh, Mike Evans, he played in a really tight um, Division II receivers. He had, a, he had to go up against all these receivers twice a year. He had to go up against Julio, Calvin Ridley, um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh... Who else? Oh, Michael Thomas. You know, he had to go against, up against all those receivers. And he also went up against D-Hop once last year. And of all those receivers, I think he only let go one touchdown. And that's just insane because you're going up against the best receivers in the league. And you're only allowing one touchdown mm-hmm. between those five guys? Exactly. And yeah, he has three pretty, picks on the year right now, which that's usually what he gets. A forced funny, fumble, yeah. which was pretty nice. That was the first game of the year. And he has 27 tackles, which compared to the rest of these corners. Okay, actually, they have a lot of tackles, so I can't say that. Um, okay. So now we have, for the Giants, we have both Logan Ryan and Jabril Peppers. For Xavier McKinney. Logan Ryan came in as literally yeah. a replacement for Xavier, Xavier McKinney, and he's definitely flourished. 
And like you talked yeah, because like when you look at this defense, right? This defense is just gonna, gonna get this defense has just gotten better Seattle. and better. Besides the Niners game, as the season's gone by, and literally, this defense is gonna go from having a two-headed monster of Peppers and Ryan in the backfield for the safeties to literally having a three-headed monster with them two and Xavier McKinney. Yeah. And like it's just so it's so insane because yeah, when you look at Logan exactly Ryan's stats, forty-seven tackles, here. one sack, one pick, and then this is the kicker for me: three forced fumbles. I'm not gonna lie when you when you look at a guy like Logan Ryan, you wouldn't expect that much out of him because he's he's such a tiny guy. You know, you you really wouldn't expect expect much, but he's just he plays with so much heart. You know, because he goes around the field like a madman trying to take a guy's head off. With his with his shoulder pads though, not his helmet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and and if he had blockers, yeah. that could have been gone. That I mean, could he have got gone a forced fumble yesterday against Cincy. But um, then we have Jabril Peppers. You know, Jabril Peppers has uh, thirty six tackles. Yeah, he has definitely. one and a half sacks. He also has a pick. Jabril Peppers. He's like, in my opinion, the heart and soul of this defense, because. Yeah, because while of all the defensive players we've just named, this isn't me saying he's bad. He's probably the worst, though. And that's not a bad thing. You know, because he's having a great year. And Jabril Peppers, Mm -hmm. the reason why I think he's the heart and soul of this defense, because as the defensive captain on on that side of the ball, he is literally going to everyone around, around that team motivating them, pumping them up, trying to do the best he can to make sure they know that they are still in this game. And that's what I love about that guy. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly the kind of fire you need. And like I mentioned earlier, exactly. Ryan yesterday, exactly. And to end it off, we'll talk places. about uh Graham Gano, I guess. Us, keep going. Uh, I remember when we signed just, uh, what's I just his love, name? I just love uh, him. Have him honestly. Cat and Zero from him, uh, like, from oh. the Cardinals and the Jets, and I was like, "All right, we have a we have a kicker, I guess." Because mm-hmm. you know, uh, Aldrich Roses got into all the all of the drama with uh, with him t boning a car hundred miles an hour. Yeah, oh really. God. And then you know, it's funny. He actually played a game for the Bengals this year. Yeah, and I—I uh, I know this because I went on fantasy and I saw Did that he really? had six points on the year. I, and I was even like, know what? he played How? this year. How? Honestly, no one signed him, but then it showed that the Bengals went for him, and it was crazy because, like, I didn't think that—I didn't think that was going to happen. Like him going to a team, I didn't think it was really possible because, like, I, I thought he would be suspended for like the whole year. He was. Yeah, he kicked a. Yeah, remember? I think, he kicked you know, a sixty-three like, yard, field goal yard field goal when we had Odell in twenty eighteen. When he was with the and Panthers, we, and I, I really believe. We should, yeah, I really believe we should have won that thing. Oh my god! Uh, the Giants yeah, could have. The Giants could have done so good that, that year, but the defense was just so bad. But hey, now he's on our side. Um. God, it was. It was so bad. All right, Dan. Yeah. I gotta admit, we gotta. 
I don't want to like have a drag on anymore. Where we're talking about the same thing we talked about earlier. So I'm ended here. This was a very good one. Game's coming on 15 minutes. Hopefully the Seahawks win. Of so, course. You know, great talk today. You got to love it. So, you know, got to thank you as always for coming on, giving in your insight to football, everything like that, and your knowledge. I'm probably so going to text you right after this saying, oh, my God, we just got probably another banger on Spotify. The game, honestly. <laughs> but uh, I, I do have a very quick question, though, before we end this. Can you have three yeah. people on here? All right. So, yeah. I think we should get Austin for next one. Yes, what's up? All right. Yes, you can. All right. It's been it's been fun. You know, it was really fun right, talking yeah, I'll uh definitely text him talking how the Giants can make it to the Super Bowl this year possibly, how terrible Matt Patricia is and uh and how Yeah, really. This this, this week has been really crazy. Really this crazy. This week 13 in general of NFL football. All right. Yep. Later. All right.